that's you know what I mean. Listen, fellas, I I definitely apologize for the snowstorm getting in your way, man. And uh, I think it was gonna do more than what it was doing. Uh, it says that it was going to really you know do some numbers, some big Draco numbers, by the way. Uh, but uh, happy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, but, you know, it's all good. Uh, but, you know, before we continue, you know, we got to definitely thank our sponsor, uh, 94.3 WYBC. Uh, there we go. There we go. So, fellas, let me... Uh, Are you live, bro? Yes, I'm live, man. Because I, I don't see you. You don't see me? You share it on your, you share it on your page? It's on the home page? Um, I usually share it to the Don't Shoot the Messenger page. Uh... Yo, you, you did a soldier boy challenge on going live? Nah. Here's the film. Listen. I don't see it. Okay, so don't you the best page. Let me share it right now. Let me share it. Yeah, man. Let me share it on my regular page. I don't want no problems, man. Right, there we go. It's on my regular page now. Let me know when y'all see it. Oh, okay, there we go. I see you. I see you. You cooking with grease now? Yeah, I got you. Share that. Man. I see Gully is in the building. There we go. Uh-huh. I'm sure it's all this group. Tom, Tom Gully. Shark. Shark. Hey, Tasha, what's going on? So, I'm going to jump right into it, man. Uh, Well, I'm not going to jump into it. I'm going to let my brother Chris G jump into it. So, I didn't watch all of the fight last night. Um... I tried to watch it, but once I seen that man getting his ass beat like that, I said, listen, I will not be held in court for a conspiracy. And nothing happened. So, could you please let the people know what the hell happened last night, Chris? Please. Well, what happened was the difference between talent and elite level talent. That's what happened last night. That's what happened last night. I mean, exactly how I thought it was going to go down, it went down. Um, I thought it would be hard for Manny Pacquiao to knock him out because the best thing that Brona actually has is a good chin. That's the best thing he actually His most talented attribute is a good chin. Um, so I know it would be tough for him to knock him out, but he did puzzle more than a few times. Okay. And um, look, man, this, 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 the brass tax of it all is, you know, when I ask you what do you need to do to win a boxing match, what would you say? Uh, first, I got trained. Okay. Yeah. But, okay. After you after you train and you in the ring, what do you need to do to win a boxing match? Right. You got to throw punches. Yeah. You got to throw punches. And you got to throw punches. And here's the problem with Adrian Broner. There's always been the problem with Adrian Broner. To win a boxing match, you got to throw punches. And you got to have defense, some sort of defense. Or one of your either your offense or your defense need to be so supreme that you can do one of them and it stifles the other person. Would you agree with that? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. So, Adrian Broner's problem always been he can't do both of them at the same time because that's what elite fighters could do. Mm. They could they could have a good offense and a good defense at the same time, or one of their two attributes are is so well that could they could just focus on that and win the match. He does neither at an elite level. He does it at a good level. He just doesn't do it at an elite level. And ever since he went up in weight, and ever since he started fighting elite-level fighters, it, you, 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 you can have the easier bonus style when you're fighting bumps because he is good enough to, he is good enough to you know, beat them, do, you know, going back and forth from good defense to good offense. He, he could do that. He, he's, he's talented enough to do that. But once you fight an elite-level dudes, 
Because that's entry level. That's, that's the, you got to come in at that. That's, that's nothing. And yeah. that's, the pro- that's the problem that he had with Pacquiao. He just he couldn't. You know, when he, when he had his offense throwing, it wasn't good enough to bother Pacquiao. And when he had his defense going, he was too defensive, and Pacquiao just broke him down. He tried to employ, tried to employ, if you watch the fight, a little bit of Floyd Mayweather's tactic, where every time Pacquiao would come in and try to rumble him, he would hold him. But he wasn't good enough to do it throughout the whole fight without getting trouble. He's always been a knockoff of um, Mayweather, always. Always been a knockoff, a cheap knockoff, though. Not even like a good knockoff in Chinatown. He's been like a bad, bad knockoff. That you get from <laughs> from bro men that come in the barber shop. You know what I mean? He's getting that kind of knockoff. So, oh yeah, yeah, and he got what he deserved. And then he, you know, lived up to his name with being cool number one with the whole thing that he won the fight. Which nobody who watched the fight thought he won the fight. Talking about they're not gonna rob me from this today. No man, fam, you robbed yourself. You robbed yourself because you don't take it seriously. You're not good enough. And you fought an elite level guy, and even though Pacquiao's past his prime, he's still elite level. He's just not in the prime anymore. But his elite level past his prime is way better than Adrian Bowman in his prime. So you know that's what happened. Well, I do want to read yeah. some of these comments, man. Um, you know, because we have uh, you know Tony. Uh, he, you know, Andy, uh, he is uh, definitely a uh, boxing aficionado like yourself. Um, so I want to read, you know, what he was saying. Let me, let me, let me get over here. Let me. Let me get over here. He was saying, uh, he said, um, Broner, uh, much, well, he said, he said, Broner must throw at least 40 punches around. But let me scroll to what he was saying. He said, um, he said that the fight wasn't that bad. He said, Broner didn't throw enough punches. Broner is a counter puncher. Manny is elite. Um, you know, be he slowing, you know, but he's slowing down. And he also said that he would like to see another Pacquiao and Floyd Mayweather fight. What is your, you know, thoughts on that, Chris? Can you hear me? I said, I'm sorry, I had it on mute. Um, I'll pass. And the reason I'll pass is because I've seen the fight already, and I know how well Floyd does against people that he fights for the second time. Okay. And also, also to, to be quite frank and honest, I don't think Floyd should do it because even though I think Floyd would win if they fought, he would be in a little bit of danger only because you know, Floyd hasn't fought a real boxer in like four years. I, mean, I ain't talking about, you know, the the Japanese duty fall and and um and Conor McGregor. He hasn't fought a real boxer in four years. And one thing I can give Pacquiao credit for is he's been fighting young fighters for the past four years. I mean, he took some L's, he's got some W's, but I mean he's been fighting dudes that are real live boxers for the for the gap that um Floyd Mayweather has been off. And Floyd would be He'd be playing with fire if he fought him, but if he took it seriously and he was in shape and um, he came in at, you know, his peak of what he could be at this age, it would be the same fight that we saw last time. Okay. The same. And, you know, even though I enjoyed the fight the last time, I know a lot of people did, but I'm a boxing fan, so I, I can watch a born fight and, you know, catch on the nuances of it and still enjoy it, but I, I, I just... It, it wasn't bad. I like it. Yeah, I don't think I don't think the first fight was bad either, but I knew a lot of people who thought it was bad. They thought, you know, for a hundred dollars, this is what I got to see. Mm. And they, they were not happy mm. with that fight. So I would say you can see how good he is 
he's not as good as he used to be. Yeah, if Pacquiao was in his prime, he'd be wiping all these dudes. Seriously. He'd be wiping all yeah. But, you know, he's still good enough to, um, like, compete with these guys. And if you could compete, you could possibly win. I mean, but he's much better than Adrian Broner. Adrian Broner is not and will not ever be in Manny Pacquiao's class. He's just not good enough. But there are boxers that are. Um, I mean, I would, he needs to stay away from certain boxers. Certain boxers would give Danny Pacquiao a tough time. He needs to stay, he needs to fight like 140, 147ers but that are on the fringe. Like people that fight at 147 that are almost really 140 fighters. Okay. And he, but, you know, stay away from, you know, stay away from your Daryl Spences, your, your Terrence Crawfords, um, and your Keith Thurmans. Stay away from those guys. Those guys will kill them. But everybody else should be, you know, it'll be a competitive nice fight. Like if he fought Mikey Garcia, I mean, I think Mikey would win, but it'd be a more competitive fight because Mikey's a little smaller. He's kind of in the wheelhouse of a style that Manny Pacquiao does. Because I was thinking, like, people like Thurman and Mikey Garcia are probably only the big persons left for him to get. Nah, he's still a big name. He, he got a big purse. He got a big purse for fighting in front of him. Brother, brother, brother. Mm. Okay. So, so with that being said, Shabroner just retired now after all this. No. Rap, man. He should have retired. Go back to Walmart and apologize to that cashier and get a part-time job, dude. Hi, dude. He shouldn't retire, but he's just never going to be taken seriously no, as a um like as a title contender with like the elite fighters. Because no, here's the thing, when you go look down this list, you go like, every time you fought a real champ, you lost. You fought Marcos Maidana, you lost. You fought Mikey Garcia, you lost. You fought Sean Porter, you lost. You fought Manny Pacquiao, you lost. So every time you fought, you know, somebody with a real name that's a real, real champion, you got washed. Like, he wasn't even in any of those fights. Tough watching, so like I said, I didn't watch it. Because, uh, no, it wasn't tough watching. It was a delight. This was a delight to watch. <laughs> well, I know why you. <laughs> no, because you know what? You talk about he doing it for the hood. He always be trying to act. He always be trying to act like black people. First of all, I, none of the hood came out there, and every and every black person that I saw on my timeline said they was embarrassed by this dude. Man, yeah, stop, stop, but, AB. Stop. You you can be for the hood and not act like Adrian Broner fan. Exactly. Like, yeah. Stop it. Yeah. Again, he propelled himself to crew number one once again. again. Never left. Never lost. Never left. Yo, listen. I was trying to, you know, give him a benefit of the doubt. I was like, ah, right, you know, maybe he's going to change. And he got these court cases, but seems like he just he's just continuing crewing his ways, man. And it's sad. Oh yeah, let's not forget his court cases that are pending. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and they're serious court cases, so mm-hmm. good luck to you, brother. Wow. Good luck to you. So, Ruck, man, so I know you uh, changed your name this weekend. Um, <laughs> I know your name is Big Draco. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, so, would you like to be referred by that name going forward, or? Draco? Draco? <laughs> Draco? I'm just saying. You talking about... You talking about Jerome Cole? <laughs> uh, so, so, thank you, Bryce. So, to be honest, he actually stole that whole thing from the 
with Supreme Dreams. He's on Facebook. So, you know, Soldier Boy was talking about everybody stealing, but he was also stealing somebody's style. So I just had to put that out there, man. Yo, the only thing I, but but the one part that I do want to say about that whole thing that, you know, while we all, you know, take take the time and the moments to bask in in, in the ignorance of uh, Soldier Boy Chellums, yo, I keep telling everybody, man, mental health in the minority community is real, fam. It's real. Like, y'all really got to pay attention to this stuff, man, and it's sad that these people get opportunities to be on platforms. And, and you know, at the second time I was watching the interview, I was like, yo, they are, Charlemagne and Envy are throwing this dude alley-oops and he catching him. Like, he is Blake Griffin <laughs> with Chris Paul. And, and I was mad at them because they kept giving him the ignorant setups that he was falling for and then trying to talk to them like they smart. No, 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 you're not listening. No, everybody in America is listening. Right. You sound stupid. Right. <laughs> like, we just want you to say it again so our ratings will go up. Yep, pretty much. But, whatever. But, whatever. So, um, definitely Championship Sunday. Can't wait. Um, mm-hmm. Now, last week, I went again. No, you got you to say that like Bart Scott. Can't wait. Well, Got doing like that. I mean, but I just want to say how I definitely doubted uh, my godfather. Well, I don't want to say I doubted him. I doubted the defense. Now, moving forward, I mean, I'll get my prediction at the end. But who do you guys got? You got the Patriots moving forward or you got the Chiefs moving forward? I'm going to take a page. From chapter one of the illustrious book of Chris Alquasia Day, and go with that young boy in Kansas City. I like ketchup. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, it is, it is, I, I think for what the Patriots do, okay. it's going to be it's going to be a very competitive game. But my argument has been, in terms of what Pat Mahomes does, and in terms of the moment. He's clearly he's clearly ready for that. This is the same this is the same kid that had two big first half turnovers in Foxborough that led the Patriot points, but then the same kid that scored forty five points in the second half. So I'm I'm with Pat. I listen, I would agree. I mean I think um Listen, I think if this game was in Foxborough, I would probably feel different, but it's not. It's in Kansas City. And um, mm-hmm. as much as your, your godson or whoever you call that bum. Um, well, <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> no, 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 no matter how good he is, um, he does struggle in AFC Championship games on the road. Mm-hmm. So I'm mm-hmm. going to – and just from a talent perspective, this uh, – listen, they, they, they capitalize on the Chargers – um, I don't know why. I don't know what happened to the Chargers in that game, um, but I just I don't think the same is going to happen against Kansas City because what Kansas City showed me from the first time they played each other is they ain't scared. Mm-hmm. They ain't scared. So and, and like and like my man, I'm sorry, cause like my man Stephen A. Smith said, you know, and Kareem Hunt cancels out. <laughs> 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 what Sonny Michelle is going to do. 
Yo, I thank you quite for putting me over that too, man. Stephen A, get somebody to give you some stats, man. Cause you still reading last year Madden stats. Yes, he is. You know, that's still one. You know what? And then SP was like, Well, you know, I make mistakes like that. I said SP. Yeah, we all make mistakes. We might you know, fumble, but we all make no like whole segment out of a bad mistake. Come on now. Like, God damn, this is ridiculous, <laughs> man. But um I love y'all. You know, y'all my brothers, but I have to go for the Patriots in this one. And I don't know what it is about you. Act, you acting like that's a shock to us. <laughs> like you, you acting like we shocked by that. And listen, didn't you didn't you hear the build up in it? What and the no, reason why no. is uh, anytime the Patriots are are on the ropes, man, it seems like they just play a lot better. And again, I don't like you know, like you said, Ruck, right, you know, it's just that Patriots mystique. I don't know what it is, but. Again, if the Patriots were to lose this one, it won't be a shocker. Because, again, like watching Patrick Mahomes, if he's not the MVP, I don't know who is. But this is definitely going to be a good game. If I don't foresee oh. it being a blowout. But, again, I'm giving the Patriots an edge over this one because they have been there. Um, but, again, it's definitely going to be a really, really good game. Definitely. Now, well, listen, you ain't never blowing Tom Brady out. Nah. That happened. Yeah. But, um, yeah. But I do think uh, I do think they're going to win, and I do think I do think that um, I, I, I like to. I think we're going to see a rematch at a higher scoring game, one of the highest scoring games in the NFL. Oh, I think we're going to because you say something, man. Because I know you're about to go to the Saints. Here's the thing with the Saints, yo. Man, they should have lost that game against the Eagles. They should have looked. They did not. They did not look particularly good. And I'm saying to myself. Yo, the Rams is hungry for revenge yep. on that game, man. They, they hungry. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'm, I know they're playing in the Superdome. I'm still going with, or I'm sorry, the Mercedes-Benz Dome. I, I'm going with the Rams, man. I think we're going to have Rams, Kansas City, in the, champions, in the uh, Super Bowl. That's mm. what I'm going to I will have to agree with you, Chris. I think that the Rams are hungry. I think that, um, you know, like I was telling people, I was like, you know, people, again, we, you know, we talked about the Cowboys and, you know, Team of Destiny, people were saying, but I said, but the Rams sitting there like, y'all disrespecting us, like, we don't need to be there. You know what I mean? Like, everybody's counting us out. Like, we aren't that good. And, you know, just watching them last week, and again, watching the Saints in a few games against, you know, pretty decent talent. They're, you know, they're kind of struggling there. And when you got a team like the Rams, who's really, really good, you cannot make a lot of mistakes. You know, you cannot make a lot of mistakes. And I think that the Saints were able to, you know, put the Eagles, make some mistakes, and come back. But this is a whole different ball game. And, and I got to agree with you, Chris G. I got the Rams winning this one big. Big drink of wine. Wow. Gang, gang. The, the only thing I got to say about that is we ain't done yet. So what you mean? We ain't. Yo, if Marcus Peter is, if Peter is not trying to channel his cousin. For like, real. Like, for real. We know you, we know you really from here, though. Like, chill, Marcus, just answer the question. Hold on. He was like, oh, no, no, I heard all that stuff he was talking on the sideline. But we're going to see him, and we're going to have a bowl of gumbo after we done. <laughs> 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 
Well, we got we got uh, yeah, man. Uh, you know, we got TC in a check in. You know, he definitely going for the Patriots. Uh, but TC, who you got? Uh, Rams or the Saints? That's what I want to know. We already know that you got the Patriots. I mean, that's the given. But uh, definitely want to know who you got on that end. But yeah, man. Hey yo, hey yo, Chris. Definitely gonna be with Chris. You. I heard that. Uh, I heard that. Quet, Quet, and TC got them candles that you getting shot right with Jesus on them, and they got Tom Brady up there, and they've been lighting them for the last two weeks. Hey Chris, I told the dot that she said quit outlaw tomatoes in the house all week. It's bad over there, yo. Well, I just wanna get TC said he got the Rams and listen, with my godfather, he don't need no type of special remedy. Come on and play his game. C twelve in the building. Yeah, she's she, <laughs> The hate is real. The hate is real. But listen, Tom Brady, he is a gold man. He is he is a gold man. So yeah, and you know, and I just wanna let everybody know that this is definitely a, it's like bittersweet moment for us because this is that, you know, football's ending, but basketball is beginning. But you know it, Oh yes. Yeah, so we need to go he's back. back. Boogie's back. Boogie's back. Yes. So, segue to that. Boogie is back. I mean, what can we say that we already don't know? I mean, like, we've been talking about this since the beginning of the season, but I'm sure people want to hear, we know what our opinion on this. And, um, yeah, so whoever uh, got the Rockets winning this, um, put that crack pipe down because uh, that ain't going to fly. Here's the thing with the Rockets. And then I was talking to um, – I was talking to Henny about this actually at work because he thinks that the Rockets can compete, and I'm saying, and I'm saying here's why they can't compete. First of all, the usage rate of of um, James Harden is going to be a problem for right? That's going to be a problem. You can't keep that up. You can't keep the first of all, he a jump shooter that don't shoot with his legs anyway, so that's already going to be a problem. He's all arm, and that's his all arm shooting is why he could go one for 17 from three. Yep. And I'm telling you, once you get into the playoffs, it's going to be uh, it's going to be tighter defense. Yep. You know, the rest are going to the rest are not going to give him all the pity cat calls he didn't get in. Yep. And we've seen we've seen James Harden in the playoffs. I don't want to call James Harden a choker because I, I don't think he chokes. But we well, call him what, what he call him. Then. Call him what you call him. <laughs> No, here's the thing. What's going to happen is when he gets in the playoff and he plays like that, he's going to tire himself out and he's not going to play like this. He's not. And and, and the the main thing that Boogie adds, the main thing that Boogie adds, and I got this from Jalen Rose, I got to give him props. Shout out to the D. He really from there, though. Um, Mm -hmm. The main thing I got to give him props for is that Boogie can be a run stopper. And and, and when he yeah. did this, I thought he yeah. was right on point. Because sometimes, you know, uh, Golden State can get, you know, jump shoot, jump shoot when happy, and they'll be missing. Mm-hmm. And then another team will go on a run. But in case where you got Boogie in the floor, you can go, you know what? Let's just get Boogie on the block and get a couple points real quick. To slow this, yeah. to slow this thing, to slow this thing down. Right. And there is no answer for Boogie on the block in the league. He still is the best center. In the league to me. Mm. He still oh, is. Even over AD? AD not a center. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. AD not a center. He's a power forward. He's a power forward. 
<laughs> like Joel, Joel Embiid is the closest thing to a center, but he don't play like a center. I'm doing. Demarcus Cousins is a true born center. Now he can shoot threes. Don't get me wrong. But he was true born. Yo, give me the ball in the post. Watch me work. And he really from there though. And he played on the ball. You don't nickname no man Boogie. He can't be from there though. Mm-hmm. Like I said, and he played bully ball. Can't forget that. He will play bully ball on the block. He's, he's a taller, he's a taller version of Zach Randolph. And that's a cop. Yeah. Yeah, pop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you already know what that is. So now I, I really get pulled where I'm from. Okay. So I'm hearing, you know, so I'm just going to switch over to the East real quick. Cause I mean, I, I think we pretty much know what's going to happen, but we'll transition if need be. So, but, I, but listen, hold on. Before we do that, though, I think there are there are a couple other things, though, that are going on. Um, like this, stop. That they're trying to do some things. I mean, the Rockets are trying to get rid of Carmelo's contract and trade that away by, by the deadline. They're trying to make that roster spot for Fareed because now, cause now people are hearing that uh, Clint Capella may need more time. And I think uh, Nene actually just got hurt, but I think what the what the what Golden State showed us with this lineup with Boogie is exactly what everybody was afraid of mm-hmm. that they can still shoot the jump shot, but now in the middle of that they can not only go to the blocks but then put another elite big man in pick and rolls because. The one big thing that they did to open that game against the Clippers, which made, which made it very hard for the Clippers, is they ran at least their first three to four sets with a pick and roll between KD and Boogie. What do you switch with? And who do you switch with? You know? So, it, exactly. So, it, 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 made it, it made it very hard for people to figure out what's going on. And then you got to also take, take into account, too, uh, what happened last night with Alonzo going down. I, that's big. With the anticipation of LeBron coming back, and if you had to sold down for some amount of time, which looks like now it'll be way past the all-star break because they said when they took him to the hospital, he had to be taken in the wheelchair, all that stuff, couldn't put no weight on it. So that sounds it, like a break. You know, I want to um, piggyback on what you said on that pick and roll. Even more dangerous than KD and um, Boogie running the pick and roll is Boogie and Steph running the pick and roll. Because yeah, what, what can you do? What do you do? Because here's the thing: what people like to do, what people have been, uh, the thing that's been effective with Golden State for years is the Draymond Steph pick and roll. That's actually their biggest play. Yep. And yeah. with, with 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 Draymond struggling from shooting behind the arc, mm-hmm. you can now run that set with Boogie. In um, Steph, mm-hmm. what do you do? Listen, and then, yeah, that's been on a that's been on a tear. I mean, a tear, a tear that no that nobody been talking about. And, and I say this though, in the middle of what you say, Chris, y'all better stop disrespecting him as the MVP. For real, for real, y'all, y'all better start mentioning his name again. Hey, you know, um, I mean, I'm sorry. Uh, what? You know, correct me if, if I'm wrong. Or if you're not on the same page as me, to me, right now, the MVP race is Harden and Steph Curry. That's the MVP race to me. There you go. There you That's go. MVP race. There you go. There you go. Now listen, I, I got to give you, Harden is winning. I mean, you can't 
not have him winning with the care that he's been on. Right. But the thing, the thing with Harden, the problem with Harden is, what you going to be when Chris Paul come back? Are you going to be the same? Because I know you're not going to shoot as much when Chris Paul come back. How much are you going to do? Are you going to revert in? They're, they're not going to give. They're not going to give the MVP to a losing team. I, we still don't even know. Like, I think if I'm not mistaken, the Rockets not even in the playoffs right now. No, I think they have slid, they have slid back to like the ninth seed. But, but remember, but remember, guys, we we talked about this in, in the terms of when they made the run to take them from 14th to like fourth. Yes, James Harden is, is the man, Bryce. I know, I know. <laughs> and, uh, but James Harden is- it, it's different. Well, well, one said, oh, Rock is looking good. They are more than just a beer. No, they, they are more than just a beer once they get everybody back. But right now, they're just a beer. Yeah. They are just a beer. They're just a beer. And the problem is, when you go, when you play in the playoffs, listen, man, they just lost to the Brooklyn Nets. Now, I don't want to downplay the Brooklyn Nets. I just went to see them play on Monday when they uh, smashed the Celtics. <laughs> um, yeah. But they was beating the Nets in regulation. By seven points with like less than a minute left, and they let um, Spencer Dinwiddie. And they and, 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 and listen, we we can joke about that, but Spencer Dinwiddie been putting up numbers, and they did that against the Rockets without D'Angelo Russell on the floor. Exactly, and and no, listen, D'Angelo Russell been playing. I was in, I was, at the, I was in Brooklyn when he dropped thirty four, and then he just dropped forty last night in Orlando. Yep. Yeah, Austin Rivers Rivers has been a nice addition to them, Mm -hmm. but I keep going back to the same thing. The one thing that the Rockets can't do this year like they did last year is stop you. Mm -hmm. They can't stop you. Listen, Brooklyn tied that game over one in the OT with the score of 131-131. They, they they ended up scoring 140, I think it was 146, 148 points. Yep. Bro, what, how how are you winning games like that? You can't. Or can't. And, can't do it. And so, you know, again, like you guys talked about, and this is what I think. Playoff basketball and regular season basketball are so different. Different. So Harden, different. Like we talked about last year, once Chris Paul went down, we were like, okay, what is James Harden going to do? And then when we seen them, like Chris said, make 63 three-pointers, we was like, my goodness, this is not going to be good. So I think that what the what the Rockets need to do is then find find a way or find something that is really going to work for them that they can sustain now throughout the playoffs. Because in a few weeks after All-Star break, this is when basketball gets really serious. And pretty much yep. a lot of what you've seen uh, from the All-Star break to – to the playoffs is what you're going to see. And a lot of teams are going to be able to expose if they continue to do what they're doing. Again, you know, I know they have injuries and stuff like that, but man, oh man, oh man, James Harden, you're going to find a way. He He's going to have to find a way to get his teammates involved, man. He's going to have to find a way. Listen, Aaron Gordon did good last night. Don't get me wrong. Aaron Gordon showed up last night. Uh-huh. But you're right. And and how much is Chris Paul going to hurt the chemistry that they got right now when he comes back? That's that's the part. Like, he's not there. So it's like, oh, man. And uh, again, you know, last year, I know he was, 
he was definitely a big part of that team. So when he went down, you know, you saw it. But is he really needed this year? Well, I mean, I, I definitely think he is, but I'm just saying, like, he's definitely going to mess up the flow. Yeah, I want to hit up Stephen Stephen C. He said, dude, they shooting nearly 23 the game, and everyone's impressed. Yeah, he's shooting 23 yeah. the game, but he only making yeah. like four or five of them. Right. Steph Curry making better than 55% his. And he's shooting, he shooting 16, 11, 14 threes a game. Mm-hmm. If the dude went, you know, you know against Brooklyn, they shot 70 threes in that game? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. 70. 70. 70. That's the record. They put, they, they put up 70 threes. I think that's even a high volume for Dan Tony. Right. Here's the thing, though, that they're not making them. They're just putting them up. Putting because them up. If, you know this, if you notice, the very next game, um, when, he, when they put up the 73s against the Nets, it was um, it was uh, Golden State was playing uh, New Orleans. And the, um, they broke the record for made threes in the game. And they, they made 24 threes, and they didn't put up nearly as many threes as um, no. The Rockets. That's why the that's why the Warriors are different. Yeah. They can put up a lot of threes, but they're more efficient, and they they make them at a higher rate. Where you know, it, you know, the Rockets might make twenty threes a game, but they got to take seventy. Where you know, the Golden State Warriors will make twenty threes, and they only took four. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They, they shoot fifty mm-hmm. percent. Mm-hmm. You know, listen, Clay is on the tear right now. Clay is out of his yep. run, out of it. KD is KD. He's a walking mm-hmm. thirty points. Steph is out of this world right now. Draymond is actually starting to get his swagger back. Who's yeah. that? I'm saying that. At this point, he's playing well. Sean Ferguson is back in the rotation. Man, rocking all point. Iggy is playing like he, been, like he was playing three years ago right lights now. Iggy is playing lights out. People better be worried about this Golden State pitch. If Iggy is all point, Sean Livingston looking like he's getting back in the form. Jonathan Remco has been their best player off the bench. Yep. They got the they got this they got the young kid Alfonso Kenny that can jump. Mm-hmm. You can put Looney back in his proper spot as a on the bench player. I'm telling you, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as a on the bench player. <laughs> yo, I love it, yo. Now, I'm telling you, man. Now uh I just, I just, I just want y'all to check out some of the comments. I know uh, Stephen C. He has been commenting um, on, you know, on some of the stuff that we that we've been talking about. Um, but he, you know, I know one of the comments like, you know, you know, without Steph, then that, then I go to state word team is definitely different. Yep, I agree. I mean, yeah, well, I think well, Chris, Chris made Chris made the point, and we've been talking about this for years. Yes. But Chris made the point, I think, a couple of weeks ago. Steph is is the piece that makes this all work. Yes. Sure. You know, on the, on the court and off the court, he's that. And and the crazy thing about it that, and this is why we're saying that people really need to be worried about them, is because since Steph's ascension to where he is in the NBA ranks, nobody has been able to figure out a way to stop him. They tried to be physical. They've tried to trap him. They've tried to get the ball out of his hands. They've tried to pick him up earlier. And all he's done was answer that with increasing his skill. Right. He's shooting from, he's shooting from damn near 40 feet. He's shooting from San Francisco. Okay. Did, 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 did y'all see, did y'all see the one he hit the other night where like they had just crossed half court and the dude yep. went to settle into his stand and he pulled up. 
Yep. I, I don't mean to bring up bad memories, but you know that from the OKC game. Bring it up. Oh, because I was saying I was saying when he was running up the court, yeah. grab him, foul him. The funniest thing about that, the funniest thing about that was if you watch the bitch, you know, the player on the bitch, as soon as Curry got the ball and he was still in the middle of the court, it was like a year He hadn't even crossed half court yet, and they're screaming to get on him. And he just comes up, launches it from 45, bottom of the net. Listen, what he does, what Steph does is, other than just shooting threes the way he does it, um, and I'm getting this from Max Kellerman, the gravitational pull that Steph Curry creates in yeah. the court. Yeah. You, there's no other player in NBA history that you got to go, yo, fam, I need to beat up on him yes. after he passes half court. And the killer part is, if you get on him, he can blow by you and get to the lane. And, and the other dangerous part of everything that is now being signaled by Boogie coming back and what they're running offensively uh-huh. is just like Chris said, the, the pick and roll with, with Steph and Dre used to be the staple. KD has been in it a lot more with Steph. They used KD at the high post. But the one piece that nobody's talking about, right? When they were running that pick and roll with Boogie and KD, you know where they went every time if it didn't go to Boogie's? Clay that was sitting in the corner blind. Yeah, so. mm. You talking about a man that just scored over forty points like what last week with yep. four dribbles. You talking about a man that had a had a sixty point game with seven dribbles. Let's not get confused, people. They are real. You talking about a dude who also dropped thirty seven in a quarter, like light work. Like it's nothing. Hold on, so, light work. So, so, so I'm light skinned. Man. So, 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 so we got Steven C. Uh, we got TC going back and forth. So, TC's like, you know, why y'all riding Golden State? One, because they're really that good. I mean, again, we're not just saying anything because, you know, people are telling us to say this. No, stop it. Also, we got Steven C. He was saying how the Raptors could beat Golden State. All right. And, uh, you know, he was saying, well, y'all listen to Max Hellerman. So, uh, I see why y'all know what y'all talking about. But, no, no, no. Okay, let let me let me address that with Steven C. Real quick, right? So, so listen, so listen, to Steven C. Right? We're, we're we're talking about the Warriors because, like we knew when Boogie signed on the line, they will become a problem. So this is what everybody's been waiting for, and now we have our first glimpse. So we gotta we gotta talk about it because now we we have actually seen what the product could be. Now you want to talk about the Raptors? Absolutely. The Raptors are a talented team. The, the Raptors actually beat Golden State and Golden State without Kawhi. These are all facts. But this wasn't the Golden State with Steph in MVP mode, with Clay out of his slump, and now Boogie introduced to the point. So it's going to be a different game, right? And if you know, like I know, Steven C., we still have not found Kyle Lowry in the playoffs. So stop that. The other thing that people in the East now need to be worried about is whatever phone call and emergence and moment of clarity that Kyrie had with LeBron, yeah, he, he has now gone on the chair to show what he is or what he wants to be in Boston. Yes. And they're playing that much better. So Toronto better be worried about Boston and also Milwaukee. Too, because I tell you this: if Milwaukee 
which is is been how we talked about. If Milwaukee steals Bradley Bill like they are trying to for one of these West Coast contenders, you better watch your mouth, Stevie C. Hold on, hold on, watch your mouth. Hold on, hold on. And you gotta hit TC too because he was on the BS too. And uh, here's the thing. Like always. Here's the thing. The Celtics is like four games on the already. We ain't talking about the Celtics. No. They just started winning a week ago. Yeah. I just watched them in Brooklyn get blown out. Listen, you got to show me consistency to me to talk about the team. You don't been showing me consistency, Toronto. Even though Toronto, I still think it will be Toronto once the playoffs start. Toronto's been showing me consistency. You know, have it, the Celtics. What are they, number four in the East right now? Number four, maybe number five? I'll put, yo, I'll put Milwaukee over them. I'll put Toronto over them. Shit, I'll put Indiana oh. over them right now. Mm. Now, listen, if they get their shit together, the Celtics should be in the Eastern Conference Final. But they have yet to get their shit together. You know who got their shit together? Golden State. You know who got their shit together? Mm-hmm. Milwaukee. Yep. <laughs> you know who got their shit together? OKC. They got their shit together. When the Celtics get their shit together, then we can talk about the Celtics doing their thing. With Toronto, okay. Toronto get past the Eastern Conference Final without choking it up, then we can talk about Toronto. And, and segue real quick, because y'all going to start giving my man playoff piece some of his uh, his respect that he needs. <laughs> he wasn't he. Wasn't he? He, 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 in the, he in the bottom half of that MVP conversation. Look at mm-hmm. the stats, people. I'm going to tell you right now, look at the stats. So playoff P is doing what he wants to do. And you know what, what kind of makes me mad about this whole thing, Chris? What's up? Is playoff playoff P for all intents and purposes is the same he's not as great a shooter, but it's the same type of ball dominance that KG needed. And they making it work. So I don't understand what the problem was. You know what I'm saying? Like they're making that whole thing work, and I'm like, yo, this is crazy, but watch us in the playoffs too, because we got a bench now. You got some young players that are confident in what they're doing. Oh, thank you, Boston, for uh, having me later. Loved him when he was at Iowa State. So, we we rocking, people. We rocking. Yeah, man. uh, Like I said, man, he's going to talk that talk. I always appreciate him listening. But, uh, yeah, so, you know, again, I I just – so, when – so, I don't understand, again, even if you don't watch sports, even if, if, if you don't know, you know, that, you know, yeah, hold on, Claire. Hold on, Claire. Hold on, hold on, hold on. First, I want to say, I love Stephen C. I love Stephen C. and TC uh, because I tell you why. Because we get to talk shit back and forth. It's not a personal guy. I do appreciate. No, no, no. I, I do appreciate all the jazz. I do appreciate all the jazz, and I'm gonna keep jabbing y'all too. Y'all think I'm crazy? I think y'all are crack. It's all love. <laughs> <laughs> it's all love. It's all love. I already think that TC is on something. Some type of HGH that ain't working. I'm just saying. You know. Just saying. You know. And, you know. Yo, TC on that deer handler? Yo. Because, yo, cause I, I got to be honest, yo, because don't nobody give it to us better or more often than TC and Steven C. So, yo, you got to respect them. I, I, I like yeah. people that. I, they're the only people. Well, I don't want to say they're the only people, but they're one of the few people that'll come up. And um, oh, shout out with that this TC twelve piece. <laughs> they're the only ones that are come up and they try to call us on bullshit, or you know what I mean. They have a real hard line, different opinion than we do. So I do appreciate it. You know, you need to, you need to, 
you need the back and forth. Well, when you do drugs like they do, I'm sure. Uh, you, know, <laughs> <laughs> you, you tend to talk on both sides of your body, if you know what I'm talking about, and one of them being an asshole. But it's okay, though. I love it. Let me tell you something. And don't say sharp with you with the slides, me. Okay. <laughs> now, now, speaking of something, again, I don't know how much credence we're going to give to it because I know people talking about it. Um, whole Kyrie calling LeBron saying that, you know, he should have listened to him. Do we need to listen to that or is that some more of a, like, a ploy, like, you know, just don't really pay no mind? What do, what do you guys feel on that? I mean, I like to, I think, you know, when you are a young player, you do look at, the NBA and your talent through a different lens. And maybe Kyrie didn't fully, he didn't fully understand it until he was the leader of the team. And now he's saying to himself, um, oh, you know what? I, I kind of see what Brown was trying to get at now that I'm the leader. And, you know, maybe I was a little bit too sensitive at that time with him. You know what I mean? So it's a, it, to me, it's just an acknowledgement of self. Like, oh, you know what? I get it now. But, you know, the media ain't going to take it like that. They they running with it in a whole different kind of way. But I thought it was a cool thing. Maybe he didn't have to tell us, but, you know, I'm, if he does, he does. It ain't nothing. I, I, I don't know if y'all see Steve. <laughs> <laughs> look at what Steve C just said. On drugs? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, yeah, I love those guys. I love it, man. Now, you, you know what? You know what's your perception of all this? Is you know, are we, are we, are we looking? Listen, I, like, like, like Chris said, like Chris said, I, I, um, I liked it. I think it showed uh, some type of growth from him. Um, but I, but I think, see, I read into it a little bit differently. I read into it on the side of it was also him letting his players know that on the Celtics right now, like, yo, this is. It's just like Heavy D said in New Jersey, in New Jersey Drive. You know what I'm saying? This is my groove. This is my groove. Don't mess with my groove. You know what I'm saying? And I think the only way that he could have even solidified that point point is going out and playing the way that he played. You know what that 18 game, 18 assist game showed me? And, and if anybody knows Kyrie, they know how much he loved and idolized Kobe, right? Mm-hmm. Remember that Remember that game when they were talking about Kobe shot too much and this was against Phoenix? And what did he do the whole first half of that game? Uh-huh. He went out and he set people up. Yep, right? All he, all he did was, was pass the ball. He had three points in the first half just to show his team and everybody else, watch your mouth when you're talking about me. Because <laughs> I, I do this. Right. So I think Kyrie got to... You know, it was the acknowledgement of, of what he saw from greatness when he was there in LeBron. And I think it's what he aspires to be. So, he, he, this is the crazy thing about it. He's the piece for Boston that can make everybody forget about how they played the first, first half of the season. True. True. Because he's that talented to make every other piece that they have there even that much more dangerous. Right, you know, you figure you get him involved and he's at a high level, he can get Gordon to where they're trying to get Gordon to be, or he can put himself in a position that Gordon and and Jalen Brown and some of those guys can be in the second unit and flourish that way. 
He makes Jason Tatum more dangerous. He makes Al Horford more, you know, so if Kyrie wants to solidify that, he's going to do that. And I think this was probably the motivation in him leaving and going to Boston. So he's going to try to show people something this year. But I I took it more of him trying to let his teammates know, like, listen, I got to get down the lay down. Period. I think that the message is clear, and that and that's how it should be. You know, I think that you know when you have a team like that, I think that Boston is a very dangerous team. You gotta say, listen, I've been there before, I won it, so this is what it takes to actually win. So, I mean, I didn't, I didn't. I just think that. real stars do that. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I'm sorry to cut you off, but I think real stars do that. Like, if there's one other person that I kind of been watching this season, that it's clear that whatever the relationship was or whatever. Blake Griffin clearly took the leadership aspect from Chris Paul because how he's playing and leading in Detroit has them, they should be considered as something serious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so you look at Blake, you look at Kawhi, you know, you look at a lot of different players around the league like this, this is, don't even Victor Oladipo, you got to shout, shout Oladipo out because, listen, nobody thought Indiana would be good yeah. and, and they really are. That's that's uh, definitely some real statements, man. Definitely some real facts, man. Um, so we touched on the NBA. Listen, usually you know we go longer, but I think that uh, we are definitely touching everything fast and moving through. Do you guys have anything else that's pressing that's going on in sports? Um, man, I'm trying to think. Well, I nah, not. Well, I seen one little clip. It was on ESPN. It said that um that Coach Cal said that uh, um, that uh, Jimmy Butler was a uh, bullying. Oh <laughs> uh, uh, well, yeah, that yeah, was dumb. Yeah, I, I, don't, stay, I don't know what's up with that, but stay stay in uh stay in the college ranks, man. Yeah. He was bullying. Yeah. Jimmy Butler was that way. He was like, no, no, I you know I call him on his bullshit, and if yeah. he can't handle that because you've coddled him. His whole AAU career. That's why they. That's why you guys lose, and why you guys are so soft now. Mm. So, I would love to talk about. If you guys have time today to talk about the wonderful, the wonderful blessings and savings of the Duke Blue Devils, and how they. You know, you know what I was thinking about when I was watching that game, Chris? I was like, yo, is Chris one of the people that got affected by that three points? That was like, everybody that bet. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. You know, we're going right now. It's very rare. It's very, very rare that I ever, that I ever bet on one of my teams playing. It's very rare. Okay. It's, it's too, it's too stressful of a thing because there's a thing if you bet on them to win and then they lose and you're mad and they lose you money and you're double mad. Yeah. So let's just let's just, you know, ride with the game. But I tell you what, if everybody wants my bet for today, today, today I'm doing a three team parlay. Kansas City, Rams plus the Rams over. That's my three team parlay. Mm. Mm. Listen, listen, people. He's giving y'all a million dollars worth of game for nine ninety nine. For real, I'm up right now. Here's the thing: we don't know that. You know, you get those teams. Those teams don't necessarily have to win for you to win that money. You need to. The only thing you need is for well, Kansas City needs to win, and they got to win by more than three. 
and then you need the Rams to just not lose by more than uh by more than three. And then the over, obviously, you need the Rams and uh the Saints to put up some points. And I think we're gonna So Steven C asks, he had posted a question, Chris. So is Duke going to win it all? Yeah, I mean listen, I'm a Duke fan, so of course I feel they're gonna win it all. But realistically, um, yo, listen, Gonzaga poses problems for us. So the so does Michigan. And you know, I don't I don't got any grudge towards Michigan basketball. I wish them all the best, of course. Um, only just Michigan, only Michigan football. Okay. But um, yeah, I think Michigan, uh, uh, Gonzaga, yo, Tennessee, no cheating, that underrated. Yo, yeah, yo, 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 yo Tennessee. I was telling Juan. And, and they're very good. I said, yo, Tennessee is under everybody. But I was yeah, Missouri, and I mean, like, when I said they didn't make a lot of mistakes, I, I don't think that they made, they maybe made two mistakes. That's it the whole game. And they were just playing. I mean, it got ugly quick. Quick. And the only other team I would say is, you know, people love putting Virginia yeah. in that category. The only reason I don't put Virginia in it, and I know they was ranked number four and they was undefeated until Duke beat it yesterday. The only reason I don't put Virginia in that category is, you know, Virginia offense is so... They're just so rudimentary. Like, they just don't do anything offensively. Defensively, they're the best in the country. The defense, but, you know, the, the lack of offense is why they were the first number one seed to get beat by a 16 seed last year. And so their offense is just not that great. But with their defense, man, the best defense in the country. So I would, I would say, yeah, I like Michigan. I like Gonzaga. I like Tennessee. And obviously, I like Duke. I think those are the four teams that I would put. Those, those are the four teams that I will put, you know, in the running to win the uh, national championship. Stephen C said that uh, Michigan lost their first game, and Juan said uh, St. John's. Juan, if this was 1985 to 88, or even to 92. Like, no, no, Michigan undefeated. No, well. Oh, you said they're going to lose their first game in the playoffs. I mean, uh, tournament. Uh, he just said Michigan lose their first game. Let me see. I'm pretty, I'm almost fine with Michigan is undefeated. I don't think Michigan has lost. I can't really look it up at the moment, but I'm pretty sure they're undefeated. I like that. But, uh, Juan, I know you love your St. John's, man. You know, I try to reach the St. John's as well, man. Chris Mullins. You know. Yeah, man. And plus, and plus you got, you know, Mustafa. He's from Waterbury. So, you know. It's going to be tough, though, Juan. Uh, yeah, it's, listen, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be real in the tournament, man. It's going to be real because they're – there are a lot of solid teams that people don't don't talk about. Oh, they did? Yeah, they lost to... What did they lose? They lost yesterday. Oh, so that was their so, so, so first loss was yesterday? Yes. Yeah, okay, see, that's, I didn't know they played yesterday. That's why I was like, I'm pretty sure he's undefeated. Yeah, nah. Last time I checked, so all right. See, see, but no, I, 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 still, I still like Michigan. I still like Michigan. I still like, obviously, I like Duke, Tennessee. <laughs> he said, he said, no, Michigan just lost the first game. That's why you can't take him seriously. It's just that's like, hey, man, and it's early in the season. Man. Football, man. Yeah, I was like, Duke already got two L's. I know, but again, you know, Gonzaga got Gonzaga got two L, Tennessee got one L. I think. Look, there ain't gonna be no more undefeated. No. That shit. Oh, that ain't gonna be no more of that. No, like 
Like that's the that's only the old. way. Like we're gonna see teams win the championships having like four losses. Like it's it's not bad. It's not a bad thing. You know, you like you don't have to be dedicated to championship. I mean, ask Kentucky what they did going to see. Ask Illinois. I mean, the, the list is long. Virginia. Um, you know, so it's fine. It's like Memphis team. Hold on, I gotta read the comment. I don't know if you can read the comment that. I so my man, but yeah, man. Um, it's sad, but uh, season come to an end. I'm glad that you know you still got the NBA. Oh, listen to the baby. So on that note, um, I just definitely want to thank our uh sponsor, uh, 94.3 WYBC. The rhythm of the city. There we go. Say hi, Billy. Billy, tell everybody hi. Say hi. Say hi. Say hi. <laughs> and I just want to know the reason we are not at the studio like is they said that you know, they had this big old storm. I didn't want to chance it. I don't like driving this. Hi. So that's why we're hey, on Hi. Yo, plus y'all, y'all should also know, listen, man, we, we real about this, man. We do this for y'all. Even with our family's here, Chris cooking, we both watching the baby. Like, yeah. we do this for y'all, man. We love y'all, bro. I don't know if y'all can hear, but the kids are in my window screaming, like, you know, like it's most of So, you know. Hi. But, uh, but thank everybody for tuning in. I just want, like I said, Juan, Steven C, TC. Uh, you know, my man Raymond, Myra always, everybody that tunes in every week, man, and even though they're not here, I know next week Ruck's not going to be here. He's going to be out of town. Um, so, you know. Celebrating. Yes, yeah, you know, celebrating. So, you know, we're going to do something a little special. You know, nothing, nothing too crazy, but uh, once he get back in school, so it's definitely going to be on, man. Be on. So, on that note, uh, thanks again for tuning in to another edition of Don't Shoot the Message Podcast. I'm your boy, Professional Sutton. And I'm your boy Chris G. And it's your boy to work with for church. Oh yeah, real quick. I also want to shout out Juan. I want I, I want to shout out Juan for tuning in. You know, he is the boss of the boss at 94.3 WYBC. Thank you every week for supporting us and listening, man. We definitely appreciate you too, Uncle. Yes, sir. The OG. We appreciate you more than you know. Oh yeah, no doubt. All right, everybody. Peace. 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 Peace.